every day that I walk into that cafe, I see what's painted on the wall. And it's, it's that daily challenge of like, at the end of the day, we're just not going to let fear make the decision for us. Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator. And I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace, despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. everybody and welcome back to the choose to think inspirational podcast i have two special guests on the show today christy michael and kate berkey they are co-authors of a book called a place called braverly and that's b-r-a-v-e-r-l-y braverly Christy lives in Thailand, where she works with Outpour Family Foundation on the border of Thailand and Burma. Kate is a writer and missionary living on the north side of Chicago, where she works with refugees and immigrants with Devron Oasis, no, I'm sorry, with Devon Oasis Ministry. Both are incredibly passionate about helping people, especially women, discover the heart of the Father and live courageously because of who He is and who He says they are. They are all about family and they deeply desire to help others find belonging in the family of the kingdom of God. More than anything else, they long to walk women home to the heart of the father, their creator and sustainer. They are lifelong friends turned co-authors on a mission to help others encounter the Lord. Their message is all about how to live courageously, dream boldly, and inspire bravery because of who the Father is and who He created us to be. You know, we talked maybe for 30 minutes. I had the privilege of being on their show a couple of times, talking about the Choose to Think ministry, taking our thoughts captive, being transformed through the renewing of our minds as Christ followers a little bit of neuroscience and all of that. And through those exchanges, I was so impressed by how articulate they were, by their passion for the Lord, how they are young women in this world, in this 21st century, chasing after the heart of the Father. So I extended an invitation to both of them to come on the show. And I think you're going to be positively delighted. You know, we've got just smiles so much of the time and a lot of laughter. It was just a kind of a casual conversation as they were chatting about each other, how they met their relationship, how God took them in separate directions, yet they maintained their communication with one another and their friendship. And it's so refreshing, I guess, for lack of better word, to see these young ladies passionate about God, 
chasing their dreams, stepping out in faith. But what was so remarkable, I think, is that they're transparent. They're vulnerable. They're honest. They, they've written this book, and then they'd be the first to say, hey, we need to apply the principles of this book in our lives. And certainly we do apply them every single day, day after day. So we go the gamut on the conversation from talking about their own personal fears, their insecurities. They give so many one-line mic drops and little quotes that have been influential. So I, I think you're going to be so inspired and encouraged by listening to the conversation today. So God bless you. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to stay tuned to, to the very end because there's a little, a little bonus that they have if you get their book that I don't want you to miss. So without further ado, here is Kate and Christy. We are so excited to have you both, Kate and Christy, to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you Thank so you. much. You're welcome. First time in history, two people at the same time. So there are three of us. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Okay, we'll start with you. Tell us how you met Christy. Oh, it's so good. So I met Christy when I was a freshman in high school. Christy was working at the church that I was attending. She was just a small group leader and was um, serving the youth. And so I met her as just a little freshman, really awkward, trying to figure <laughs> out who I was. But Christy, like throughout my high school years, just was a mentor in my life and just truly discipled me, spent so much one-on-one -on -one time with me, just pouring into my life. That's how we met. And just over time, our relationship has gone from mentee and disciple to friend and sister and one of my best friends, which is just crazy to see how God brought us together and then has just developed our relationship into something so much bigger than either of us probably realized when you first met really awkward freshman Kate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what a blessing though. Isn't that just our friends and our mentors slash friends are just vitally important to us. Yeah. Well, Christy, tell us a story about Kate. Can you think of anything that you remember? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there's countless and, stories. <laughs> and by the way, this stories, is all but... our listener, our audience needs to know that this is totally impromptu. You've done nothing to prepare for this. So <laughs> I, I just, you all uh, are so fun, but tell us yeah. one story or something that you think is, <laughs> you're both laughing. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, I put Kate through a lot during <laughs> our relationship. But I will say, so when I did first meet her, so strange background, Kate and I are actually related long distance. <laughs> Neither of us knew that for a while. So anyway, the night that I met her, though, we were in we were in the youth room. And I just remember seeing her and like the Lord truly, really highlighted her. So I just decided to go up and talk to her. And I discovered like she hates hugs or she hated them then. <laughs> so I literally it sounds terrible and maybe creepy, but I chased her around. I was like, I'm going to get this girl to give me a hug. And like from that moment on, our relationship was just kind of a anything goes kind of relationship. <laughs> yeah. You really set the bar high on that one, Christy. She really did. <laughs> you know, I just posted on Facebook. I, I shared a post about hugs and did you know, and this is the challenge. Next time you see each other, it has to be 20 seconds in order for it to be medicinally like impactful in your brain and your body. <laughs> That's a long hug, I think. That's a really long <laughs> hug. I've gotten better at hugs. I like them more, but that's a little too long for me. <laughs> I know, I know. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you know, I just applaud you both for your work and you are kingdom influencers and it is absolutely refreshing. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart to see young ladies your age individually are teaming up and holding out the spotlight toward Christ. How did all of your ministry come about? Can you talk a little bit about how you all linked hands on your ministry? Christy, I mean, she's gone before me quite a bit in so many different ways. But Christy, in 2016, am I right? She moved to Thailand um, to work with an incredible ministry out there um, called Outpour Family Foundation. And it's right on the border of Thailand and Burma. And this organization, it's, you know, it's it's definitely like grown and changed throughout the years. I, Christy, you can really speak into what it does now, but at the time it was really serving a lot of vulnerable populations along the border of Thailand and Burma. And one specific branch of that ministry is called Braverly. And it, it's a training center for women. It's their cafe. It's a sewing center, um, but it's really just empowering them. It's training them, discipling them, providing just the stability of a salary. So much flows out of that. And so Christy moved there in 2016. I was trying to just figure out life um, after college. I graduated from college in 2015, but he had a bigger plan as he always does. You know, I watched Christy go and just pour into this incredible ministry and, and just watched her life as it, as the Lord just changed her and grew her. And it was around 2017, 2018, um, that the Lord then started to call me out to Thailand. It was one of those moments where the Lord puts like a random thought in our minds where it's really not random. It feels random at the time, but it was totally his Holy Spirit just leading us. The random thought was, hey, I wonder if they need a writer out there in Thailand because I'm a writer at heart. I love, love writing. And at the same time, the Lord had put another random thought in Christy's mind and Kayla, who is one of our teammates out there, about writing a book and doing this ministry out there that could be used in discipleship with the women. In 2018, 2019, the Lord took me out to Thailand and we got to, again, just partner in ministry and in life. Christy and I had worked together at the church that we'd both kind of grown up in. Um, we'd worked there together when I graduated from college and then the Lord took us out to Thailand and we got to work there together as well. And since then we've, I mean, we've been working together since then. <laughs> uh, we've been doing it long distance, which is less fun. It's been amazing to see how God has just brought that together in ways that I never would have imagined. Never. Christy, what's your take on all of that? What would you add to that? It truly is just a story of how God has led the entire thing. Because when Kayla and I sat down and we're just kind of dreaming as we did often. When we thought about writing a book, Kate's name was the only name that came to mind. Like mm -hmm. she's the person that we need to reach out to. And it sounded crazy to us. Like the commitment that we were going to ask for, we're like, I don't know, maybe we should lowball it. Cause maybe she'll say yes. If we lowball it in our minds, we were like probably like nine months to a year, but we're like, maybe we should ask her for like six months and see how she takes it. And so it was just Jesus the whole way leading it. And even as we threw that out, what it turned into was Kate was out here for nine months and a little bit extra because you came out and visited different times as well. So it's just really cool when you, when you really lean in and allow the Holy Spirit to lead your story. It's amazing the things that he does and, mm -hmm. and the things that you don't really have to work for because he's already put them into motion. Love it. Well, Christy, tell us a little bit about the book itself, about Braverly. Tell us about that. 
Yeah. So the book, I mean, it was written from the heartbeat of just what Braverly is. So we know that Braverly is a made up word, um, but it's really comprised of three things and it's painted on our wall in the cafe and it says to live brave, dream bravely and influence bravery. So within the pages of the book, we wanted to really break that down in a practical way for readers and talk about what that can actually look like. Like, what does it mean in our everyday lives to actually live brave? And, and what does it mean to dream brave dreams? And and then how can those steps that we take actually influence other people around us who are watching to take their own brave steps with the Lord? That was the space that we came into the project from. And we really wanted it to be more than anything, a resource for the women out here and something that would be in their own language because those resources just don't exist here. So it was the entire reason behind the project. And then the Lord took it well beyond what we ever imagined because we actually published it in the States last summer. Last summer, is that right? Yep, that's yes. it. <laughs> Gosh, saying it, I'm like, wow, so much time has passed. So it's just been really cool. And and we're in the process now. We actually just sent stuff to the printers and the book is currently being processed or printed in Thai and Korean, two different languages here that we're going to be able to distribute to the women. So it's just really cool to have a book that speaks directly to women about living brave lives and, and chasing after the dreams that the Father's given us because we're capable of chasing after them. And he calls us to that. Well, could either of you think of some way that you have actually applied this book and the teachings of this book to your very lives? A hundred percent. I, you know, even just recently, I recently have made just a shift in career. Um, so I was doing a lot of hands-on ministry here in Chicago where I live with my husband and the Lord's just been kind of redirecting me again. So I have stepped into a lot more writing. I'm doing a lot of freelance writing with nonprofits and and others. And in this, so one of the very, I think it's the very first chapter is all about this struggle that I have really dealt with in my life. And I'm sure I will deal with till the day I die. And it's just this struggle and this need to like prove myself, to strive mm-hmm. and to just prove that I belong in this space. Um, that's been something I've struggled with so much. And in the very first chapter, we talk about, okay, what does it look like to live brave? Well, living brave living bravely really starts by resting in the father and his love and letting go of that need to strive and to prove and to just show others like I belong here. Like I have a seat at the table. Yeah, you do because the father's already given that to you. So just like Mm -hmm. rest in that. Um, We really point back to Ephesians. Oh man, now I'm going to get it wrong. Ephesians three or three (laughs) and four. Oh, that's so embarrassing. We point back to Ephesians three. Thank you, Christy. We're just talks about the resting place of the father's love and And in this season for me, there's so much change, so much transition, and so much of stepping into new places where like, there's moments where I'm like, I do not belong here. People are looking at me like I am the expert. And it's this constant battle, even in my own life right now, to just set aside that need to prove that I belong in that space and to prove that I have the credentials or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I I do have those things. I have that training. I have that experience. But at the end of the day, God's called me here and that's what matters more. And so I am just trying to live into the very chapter I wrote <laughs> that starts the book about resting in the father and letting everything flow from that, whether it's professionally or whether it's personally, spiritually, relationally, all the lees, <laughs> um, but <laughs> all of that, just letting it flow from that space of resting in him. So I am daily right now trying to put that into practice some days better than others. 
Yeah, man, I would be raising my hand too. You know, <laughs> as as an instructor, everything is graded, right? Everything mm-hmm. is graded and assessed and, you know, you, you are picking it apart. And so it's so easy for me to transfer that skill or those skills, even to my very life. Matter of fact, when I got married, my husband was like, now, Victoria, are you going to be grading me? You know, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm always giving him like, okay, from one to 10, because it's something that's seem it kind of makes things tangible for me. And, mm-hmm. but I love that you said God's calling versus proving myself. And there's a big difference between the two of those. And that is such a hopeful message that, okay, if I can just rest in what God's called me to do, he's going to take care of of everything else for me. I don't have to quote, prove myself because I am very similar to that. Also, Kate, I have a tendency to, you know, I'll just, I'll just show, I'll just show this. I've got to prove myself. And it's a very insecure spot to be actually. So it's much more stable just to say, okay, Lord, you've got this. I'll let you show the way here and you can prove yourself. (laughs) I don't have to just be, I'll just be the vessel here. And even after you write a book, you can then feel like, my goodness, I have to do those things that I wrote about, right? My friends all tease me about choosing to think. They're like, I mean, I almost every day someone will say, oh, choose to think, Victoria. You know, I'm like, I know I need to choose to think. But that's the cry of our heart. What might you add, Christy, to to this kind of flair? Was there anything that, that challenged you, say, from the book, the message you're trying to give what resonated the most with you? I mean, yes, and amen to everything Kate has already said, but <laughs> it's it is a daily challenge. And even to be out here and in the space that the book was inspired by, every day that I walk into that cafe, I see what's painted on the wall. And it's it's that daily challenge of like at the end of the day, we're just not gonna let fear make the decision for us. And so there's a lot of things just as a ministry and personally that we're going after. And they're big things. They're things that if God doesn't truly show up and do it, like it's just not going to happen. And so it's that daily reminder for us. Like every time I walk in and I see that, like, okay, well, Christy, it doesn't really matter what gets thrown at you today, because at the end of the day, like fear doesn't get to decide. So if this is what God's asking you to do, then you're going to step into that and you're going to do it. And it's going to be uncomfortable and you have no idea what you're doing. But he said that he's going to provide. He said that he's going to do it. And your job is to step into that space. That's been the biggest one for me is just to truly live out that motto that sits on the wall and stares me in the face every single day. (laughs) That's right. My goodness. I love that fear does not make the decisions. That's a powerful statement. Was there a time, Christy, when fear did kind of make a decision for you? Can you think of a situation? Absolutely. There's been countless times that fear has made the decision for me. And yet, I mean, I can look back now and say that I don't regret those moments because the Lord definitely taught me through it. And I don't know if I would be where I am now had I not learned from those moments. Um, But even just making the decision to like, step out of ministry and and step onto the full-time mission field. I remember very clearly the the day I was just kind of fed up with life in Northern Indiana. Like I knew that my heart was for the mission field. I'd done the mission field work many times prior to that, but it was in a it was in a low season of just feeling really confused. The thing that I had been pursuing, the Lord had closed the door and I just felt like I was kind of floundering. And I remember a conversation with the Lord I was working at the church. Another school year had just kicked off. And I remember the Lord just like pressing on my heart. Like if you're truly done here, put an end date on your time. 
like just put an end date on it. You don't have to know what's next, put an end date on it. And so I did, I felt like I'm going to take this step. I went in and I met with the leaders and I said, you know, I'm going to finish out this school year because it's already started and I'm committed to it. But at the end of this school year, I need to be done. And immediately you get asked the question of, oh, okay, so what are you going to do next? And I didn't have an answer for that. Like, I truly had no idea. I had no plan. Um, And so that was my answer to them. Like, I don't know. I just know that the Lord said, put an end date over the course of that year. I mean, he took me down to the wire. It wasn't until April of that, that spring, like that I felt like I was finally getting some direction. And then by July I moved. So it happened Mm -hmm. fast when it happened, but he really took me to like the edge and just, do you still trust me? Like you took the step, but do you still trust me to be faithful? That was just a big one because fear where fear played a role in that story is I felt like I should have put an end date on it years before when I was really wrestling with the Lord and like, I was just unwilling to take the step. And so it took like doors closing to truly get my heart to this spot of complete brokenness to be like, okay, I'm not going to be afraid of what I don't know. I'm just going to step. And then the Lord opened up the, the, the opportunity. So yeah, what a powerful story and a great word of encouragement. I wonder what either of you or both of you, let's just say, if you had a message or something to give to other women, even your age, is there like a single piece of advice or counsel that you might offer other young ladies nowadays, what would you say to them, Kate? My brain is like one, one single piece. <laughs> okay. Three, three. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll stick with one. We'll stick with one. You know, this one, it comes to mind right away. I'm very sorry if I'm taking it from you, Christy, you're going to say this one too. Um, you know, it's come, it came out from the book, but then it also came out of so many conversations that we've had with people post book publishing and just just some incredible conversations we've been able to have with others. The gist of what I would say is in this pursuit of courage and brave living, boldness, and if you're waiting for the courage to come before you take a step, you're going to be waiting forever. And so often, I'm going to steal this quote from this incredible woman. Her name is Tracy Hagman. She lives and works in Kenya, but she has often said to me, Kate, faith takes movement. I'm sure that that doesn't originate with her. That's who I've heard it from. But it's this idea that if God has called us to take steps and he's called us to live courageously, you know, exactly what he says in Joshua 1, 9, be strong and courageous. We often have to take those steps of faith, even when there's no courage to be found in our own hearts. And that faith, as we take those steps, man, then the courage often comes. And sometimes it never comes. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I've been in situations where I'm like, okay, courage anytime now. And it like never shows up. (laughs) And you're just like, okay, well, here we are. But I think so often I personally get stuck in feeling like, okay, well, I, I won't take a step until I'm absolutely sure or until like I feel that courage come in to play. And so often it's just, it doesn't come until the until we take that step kind of like where like she set an end date and that's not everyone's stories. Sometimes that's, that's not your story, but sometimes it does take that bold step. Um, even in the midst of so much fear. I mean, that's what I felt as I've been making this career change. It's been a lot of like, okay, God, I think this is where you're calling me and I'm just going to take a step and I'm going to trust that like, you're going to close the door if, if not, and I'm going to trust that you're going to bring the courage I need in that very moment. Um, but faith just takes that movement. And I think courage takes that movement 
too goes hand in hand. I love that, that faith takes movement. That's really nice. How about you, Christy? Um, no, I'll share a different one, Kate. Although to add <laughs> to that one, I think it was Elizabeth Elliot, the missionary, Jim Elliot's wife that said, mm-hmm. do it afraid. And okay. I think those things go hand in hand, like do it afraid because fear is always going to come in those moments where you need to take a step. So if you're waiting for it to just go away, it's not happening. Other piece of advice that I would give is really based out of what you even wrote, Kate, in your first chapter of the book. But this idea of like, just do it with the Lord, like tuck yourself up as close to him as you can. Psalm 27, eight in the New Living Translation is one of my favorite verses. And it just says, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart Mm -hmm. responds, Lord, I'm coming. And I think there's just something so powerful when we live that way. But, you know, it sounds so fluffy, maybe and easy to say, but there really is such a courage that comes from just walking really closely with the Lord. And sometimes the walking really closely looks like just sitting and being with him and sit for as long as you need to, to really hear what he has to say and, and to get ourselves quiet enough, like this world is busy and, Mm -hmm. and our lives are busy. And so to just take the time to come close because he always invites us into that space. He tells us we can come as close as we want. We can have as much of him as we want. He just wants us to come. Um, And I think courage is really birthed out of that space of just being with the father and knowing him so well that you really don't doubt who he is and you really don't doubt what may or may not happen if I take this step. Is there anything that either of you is struggling with right now to where you're feeling maybe no courage or you're a little bit afraid? Anything pop into mind? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) for sure oh yeah I mean well I feel like I've already talked about just the career change that I'm in so that is certainly steeped in fear and insecurity but I I guess I'll speak to something else as well because I think that there's always at least like two to ten thousand areas of my life that experience fear (laughs) um so I uh, my husband and I've been married for a little over a year I would say that man even just in marriage and relationships, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like we're figuring it out on a day-to-day basis. I don't know if it's so much fear, but it is a lot of like that uncertainty. And and for me, like fear can be birthed out of uncertainty and unknown. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of things that my husband and I are trying to work out and work through, whether it's like making decisions about moving or not moving or jobs or staying in the same jobs. And there's so much that you know, externally, like moving, not moving, all that stuff that puts weight on our relationship and, and can create insecurity and fear and unknown. And then there's just like the internal things where it's like, we are two independent people trying to figure this thing out. And so how do we do that together? And, and how do we not let insecurity and fears and fears about how another person will respond if we do something or say something or whatever? How do we not let those control our relationship? And how do we live with courage even in our marriage? That has been definitely something for me in the last year and a half, especially the last six months, because there's been a lot of transition happening for us that is been unsettling, definitely like some fear in the midst of that, definitely insecurity, lots of insecurity. So I try to figure this out, but I, I would say that that's a really big one in my life right now. Mm, I think that is so relatable also. And I like that you make the point how it's just kind of a new season for you. And I know for me, even in my own ministry, I kind of was just at the status quo, really feeling comfortable and, hey, this is, 
you know, life was just good and just very content. And then, you know, all the kids left. And then suddenly I find myself married for the second time. And it was, it's like so many things just opened up as a result of that. Now that's a pretty big change in someone's life after, you know, I was single for 20 years. And so suddenly married again, but I'm just using that kind of to show how I can relate to that, where it was those decisions that we make and they're God honoring decisions to be sure, then we still can find ourselves needing to grow and to adapt and to change and to adjust. And it can kind of bring up a whole bunch of stuff because I hadn't been married for so long. I mean, you can imagine just even navigating in a home or, you know, it's, there's so many new things that, and adjustments that have to be made. And I don't know that I would call it insecure. I think I would call it, and maybe there is some of that because you just don't know kind of how to navigate, I guess, exciting mm-hmm. and a bumpy, like going down the rapids, yeah. you're like, whoa, and woohoo, here we go here. And oh, didn't see that rock and, you know, things like that. So it's, that's just a good reminder. And I, I appreciate that, that perspective. But how about you, Christy, anything kind of got you your mind consumed, or you're maybe a little fearful, fearful, or you could use a dose of bravery? Oh, a thousand percent at any given moment. Um, <laughs> but these, these last two years, especially, um, I mean, I live full-time in Thailand. That's 9,000 away, miles away from home and family. And my parents uh, are getting a lot older. And these mm-hmm. past two years alone, I've watched them walk through some really significant health battles. And you can't help in those moments, but to start to grab onto worry and maybe even a little bit of guilt of like, I'm so far away and I'm choosing to be this far away. And is that a mistake? This yes is really hard. God, what are you asking me to surrender? I've already surrendered so much, you know? So I feel like every day is a constant battle of of walking through those questions. And that's not a bad thing. We like to think sometimes that our surrender is one and done, but it's just not true. Like it's that's an right. everyday choice of just God at the end of the day, like I trust you. Like that's ultimately, that's where my yes lies. And I trust you no matter what happens, no matter what could happen, I could play that game all day, but it doesn't make it easy to say that. Yes. It doesn't make it easy to choose surrender for as much as I lay those feelings down one day, the very next morning, they're back and in my brain or something happens. I get a phone call about, you know, well, this is going on now. And so it's just this Mm -hmm. constant battle. I mean, it's good. It's a daily struggle, um, but it does. It causes me to really stop and be like, okay, how much Do I really mean it when I say that I'm trusting the Lord with all my heart and all my strength and all my soul and all my mind? So yeah, that would be the one for me. What I also get from both of you, and I think the audience is going to hear it or see it in your faces, is that though you may have those daily struggles, like we all do, we are all faced with challenges. We can get a phone call that kind of upsets the apple cart. We can you know, so many unexpected things may occur, but the thread that's kind of holding your hearts is, is your dependency upon God and is your trust in him. And that is a message that we can all kind of grab onto that knowing that through the ups, the downs, that God is the steady in all of this. And nothing is going to catch him by surprise. And he will give us the strength to endure come what may. And I know that's a hard sell because some people say, oh, that's easier for you, but you haven't gone through this. Or, well, what about this scenario? But the degrees may vary. 
and we're kind of talking in small ways, but then I'm sure there are even larger ways and things that we've individually had to deal with in our lives or maybe pending. But the real truth of it is as Christ followers, we have the spirit within us and we can bear the fruit of the spirit within us. And that's what I see in both of you, a joy and a peace and kind of a, a doggedly attachment to or dogged attachment to, if that's a word, now that I'm doggedly dogged. <laughs> I, I think you, it is. You did braverly, so <laughs> I can do dogged. <laughs> but a determined or a, you know, intentional declaration and, and it is bold, I guess, but just that, you know, I'm not letting go. I'm just going to hang on to this faith, knowing that God is hanging on to me in the, in the meantime. And that's really quite attractive. And I think you convey that so nicely when you're together with your show and, and all that you do. And I want to know, as we're kind of wrapping up, what's next for you both, maybe individually or together and then how can we reach you? Well, I think what's next for us, I mean, this isn't something that a lot of people can participate in, but what's next for us is I'm actually going back to Thailand just for a couple of weeks because I am married now and have responsibilities here <laughs> in the Chicago. But I mean, what we're really excited about right now is is just the translation and printing of the books in Thai and Karen. Um, which are, like Christy said, two languages that we work with in Thailand. We started writing the book in 2018. And so now in 2023, we actually get to distribute and celebrate with the women at, at Braverly and some local churches and other organizations. That is a huge, huge celebration of just what God has done. It has been a long process. We've learned a lot, but it's just, it's really exciting that we get to take this step with the women. Um, people keep asking us what our second book is going to be about. And I don't know if they know something we don't, we don't have plans right now, but first we're going to wrap up this. <laughs> so that is definitely what's coming up next for us. Anything you want to add, Christy? Yeah, no, I mean, she said it well, that's the most immediate thing. And then, I mean, we do hope in 2024 to do some audible versions of the book in Thai and Burmese and Korean, just to get it into the most hands of people and, and make sure it's a tool that can be used um, mm -hmm. because not everyone reads those languages. So just letting the Lord lead on that. And we're just super excited to step into all of it. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. And tell everyone, Christy, how we can get in touch with you and get the book. So you can go to our website, a place called braverly.com. I almost forgot the website for a second. <laughs> That's got all of the information that you need about how to get the book. There's also, we've done a free study guide on there. You don't have to nice. have the study guide to go through the book, but we wanted something to pair that can take people a little bit deeper. So that's all there on the website as well. And you can also check out www.braverly.com and just learn more about Braverly as a whole. And they have a shop for different products that the women make and all of those things as well. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. I know. Yeah, thank, thank you so you much so for much. having us. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email 
email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.